0: This is the Packer and Durham podcast, hour one.
1: Packer in Durham on a Tuesday as we continue to stream live on the ESPN app. Mark Packer, West Durham, Fuller's back here. Chester's on his traditional spot. The Roger Goodell chair on top of the Commissioner Phillips blanket. Captain Ron, we got Robert, Otto, I saw him staggering around in the back, and uh, he's good to go.
2: That's not appropriate.
1: Well, I didn't think so either, and I told him I did not appreciate him staggering in my garage at uh, 4.30 in the morning. Got to come prepared for a show like this. Unbelievable. How you and doing? leave Mrs. P's beer alone, no, will you?
2: Well, there you go. Another indictment Fully of Mrs. Stocked. P's beer.
1: Yeah. Fully stocked back there in the garage. Used to be, yeah. Well, it was. That could be part of the problem. Yeah. Show but, 610 this morning. 610. Welcome. Lucky Good. numbers.
2: We got a lot of people on this program today. Meredith Slaw will be here in the 8 o'clock hour. Makes Gabriella Leone.
1: Makes her debut.
2: Louisville Track and Field will be here 9 o'clock hour.
1: Roddy Jones. Jones back for his 30th appearance. Bruce Hepler, his second appearance, the head men's golf coach of the Georgia
2: Institute of Technology.
1: They're pretty good in that men's golf now. They've been good for a while in Their that men's golf. Bruce's been le- there a long time now. Those jackets are legit on the yeah, links. They now. are. Absolutely. No joke.
2: So look forward to having those folks with us. we got, uh, we got a lot of things here going on. we got some news and notes. we got some transactions taking place. Got some people staying. We got some people
1: going. I said this to you the other day. um, This year, this time of the year, feels very different than it did a year ago when it comes to men's basketball. Yes. Because a year ago, it seemed like everybody was leaving the building. Yes. And I kept saying to you, I said, Wes, I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but is there anybody left? It Mm. feels very different this year few more stars, if you will, have decided, ah, you know what? College life is pretty good. Well, hang tight for a little bit.
2: Um, I was asked this question yesterday. Do I think it's directly related to NIL? No. But do I think NIL helps? Absolutely. Um, but I also think, too, call it what you will, I, I do believe there's some runoff of the Kenny Pickett factor here for some people. I, I clearly think the Kenny Pickett factor is in play for, like, Armando Baycott. Don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he can come back as player of the year. He could come back and win an ACC title. He can come back and win a national title. Sure could. All of that is yeah. in play for yeah. him.
2: And I don't have any other terminology for it other than the Kenny Pickett factor,
1: so – Yeah, but Kenny Pickett really is the poster child of somebody who made a smart business decision, decided to come back, Mm -hmm, maximize mm -hmm. his education, and on top of that, increased his wealth in the upcoming NFL draft, which you'll find out next week, Mm -hmm. how smart a deal that really was for him. And he experienced a championship on top of
2: it. By the way, the mocks are all over the place for the NFL draft. I got
1: his house for him right up the street when he's ready, when the Panthers decide to pull the trigger. Well, I
2: got news for you. The Panthers spent yesterday – with a Sam Howell workout,
1: Sam can live up here too. I got a spot for him. I mean, your team, but he knows the neighborhood. Sam, your, Samna, your team is doesn't. working out everybody. Well, my team has to. You know why? Because they stink at quarterback. That's why, Wes. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett in Mecklenburg County if the current regime didn't smell bad. Well, I
2: wonder if the uh, wonder if those boys are aware of the. Property taxes in
1: Bethlehem well, County they,
2: that you asked the governor about. I
1: asked the governor to help us out on property tax, and he's telling me, oh, you need to call somebody down at City Hall. I'm not calling local for that. <laughs> and I'm talking to the governor for crying out loud. The governor can't get it done. Why some schmuck in uptown Charlotte can be able to figure it out?
2: By the way, the other thing too is, pardon us in this part of the ACC for saying this. It's cold here this morning.
1: Yeah, what's going on?
2: It's supposed to be like 85
1: this weekend, though. Yeah, it's we supposed to get be back nice. to being like but supposed it, to be But it's April, April
2: 19th, and it is
1: 41 brisk. degrees this morning. It is brisk. Yeah, so. wind. The wind was howling. Bite to it. I didn't sleep too well last night. And, uh, man, the wind was howling. They took the boys out around 3, 3.15. They, they took one step out and went like, I ain't going out
2: there. And yesterday, Fuller was having no post-show walk no. or
1: anything because of the rain. Yeah, there was no wellness walk yesterday. It was a bad day. Yeah, bad day. But we got stuff to do, though.
2: We do. Uh, we got a couple things to uh, share with you from the uh, from scores last night. We had a little non-conference lax on the ladies' side last night. Louisville beat Niagara. Notre Dame beat Marquette. Both by the identical 19-10 to score. I don't know. The 19-10 thing was in the water last 10-19, night. 10-19, that's my birthday, you know. Real birthday. That's your real birthday. Yeah, a couple days after Miss Jean. That's right. That's right. Um, tonight we have midweek baseball, and we have a fascinating uh, situation here. Um, Kentucky Louisville is on ACC Network at five o'clock, and we're getting word that West Virginia Pittsburgh has now been postponed.
1: No, no, can't postpone the backyard brawl.
2: Best laid plans thwarted. So, West Virginia-Pittsburgh's been pushed tonight. Kentucky and Louisville play at 5 o'clock on ACC Network. So, kind of getting to the end of spring football. We're going to get to the end of the spring schedule. And, you know, we had Virginia Tech's spring game last weekend. And we're going to have Virginia this weekend at 4 o'clock. And, by the way, it is a game that Virginia is going to play with Tony Elliott and his staff. So how are these ACC rivalries going? I've noticed that, you know, we had NC State-Carolina on the same day. That kind of thing. Clemson-NC and NC State spring game was the same day. Got Clemson-Georgia baseball tonight,
1: if I'm not mistaken.
2: Clemson-Georgia baseball tonight. It's good to see that one back.
1: That rivalry is a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the sport is. Right.
2: Clemson-South Carolina play three times a year in baseball, don't they?
1: Well, they did, and didn't work out too well for the Chickens
2: as Mr. B used to say.
1: The, the chicks, you know. And we'll get
2: some ACC baseball Ofer. rivalries once we – By the way, the, the tournament's uh, right down here, downtown Charlotte – Uptown Charlotte, I should say, sorry. for the, uh, But we'll get the rivalries. So we'll do a little uh, visiting on the rivalries.
1: We're going to miss the baseball tournament again. We're going to be in Italy. We'll be out of town. International. Be Mr. World town. Worldwide. That ballpark's perfect. Mr. 919. That's right. That ballpark is perfect, though, for the tournament. I mean, it's a great It setting. is a great For folks who have not been mm-hmm. to Uptown Charlotte for a baseball game, uh, the ACC's got a perfect home there, man.
2: Tournament was there last year. We can talk to Roddy Jones about some ACC baseball, yeah. too. He's been doing a ton of it. so yeah. We'll
1: yeah, ACC actually has a couple spots that really work well for mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah. Durham is great. Oh, ball man. Ballpark there is out of sight. Baps, great. Out of sight. Mm-hmm. It's great. Ballpark in Uptown Charlotte, out of sight. And the teams are good. You've got five ACC teams ranked – in the D1 baseball poll. Even is, with
2: all the fervor of last weekend.
1: 15. I talked to Mike Rooney yesterday. Uh-huh. 15 of the top 25 teams in America lost over the weekend. Lost their series over the weekend. Not just lost a game. Lost their ser- 15 of the top 25. Huh. And there were multiple sweeps in the deal. So there was some serious movement in the polls, including Virginia Tech cracking the top 10. How about that? John Seth's a good coach. Hokies in the top 10.
2: You know what? If you miss baseball, like he was a really good baseball coach at Maryland. He had Maryland play in Georgia Tech in like the 2014 ACC championship game.
1: Maryland cracked the top 25 this week. I think they're the only Big Ten team. So you have the ACC and the SEC with five teams apiece in the top 25. And that's the tops in the country. Hmm. I think the Big 12 has four. The Pac-12's got four. So there's... There is great uh, diversification across the land in terms of uh, top 25 baseball. Pretty good. All right.
2: Uh, we may touch on your calls at 844 Sa accn uh, Kim Llewellyn, who is the head women's golf coach at Wake Forest, the champions of the Atlantic Coast Conference, in case you missed our visit with her yesterday, talking about her team and also the challenges of putting the team and getting uh, coming back from the ACC. Some are playing amateur events this week. She's got – Rachel King's playing in a pro event as an amateur out on the out on the West Coast. So you got all sorts of different little combinations as they get ready for regionals. You'll hear her, and of course, Bruce Hepler joins us on the men's side from Georgia Tech coming up in the nine o'clock hour. But when we come back, we got all sorts of news. I mean a news and notes segment that is as impressive as we've had. We have returnees, we have departures and hoops, and we have a new corporate name to burn into our memory banks for facilities all that and more coming up next on packer and durham
0: this is the packer and durham podcast
1: west durham mark packer dogs captain ron I'll check hey, on I'm I, gonna check on auto after this break I got just to make a sure everything's all
2: right. I thought we were gonna fly the drone through here at some point. We're working
1: on it. It you know, it takes there's a skill level. You you're not you just can't get some guy off you of the You Just can't street. tee it up and no. <laughs> and I thought you could, and you can't. Have you, you opened both doors and it it's there's a skill to it. I mean, there really is a skill to it. You Where's just
2: Where's Ryan? Where's that guy? He's a drone guy. We got Captain Ron Captain here. He's Ron. paperwork. I mean, Captain Ron. If Captain can't Ron's fly administrative.
1: It. He if handles Captain, all the paperwork. If Captain Ron can't fly it, I got news for you. Where's Nobody Ryan? else in
2: this room can do Where's it. Where's Ryan?
1: What am about, about having that guy?
2: He was here in the early days. I think he's at the hospital.
1: No, no, he's not. No, no. Are we really gonna fly the No mask flying drones now? Isn't that cool?
2: Are we going to bring
1: it through the we're door? We're trying, Wes. Okay. I mean, you know, you leave at 10.05. I'm here all day. We've been, we've been working on this for a long time, and we just can't just haphazardly rip up the million-dollar studio. I'll leave you and Kat Moran to your vices, and you can't get it done. Well, we're trying to get it done. All right. Meanwhile,
2: let's give you some news and notes from the ACC, shall we? And we got the basketball stuff first here. One stays, one goes is the way the, the kind of transaction works yesterday the stay it's a pretty good one especially for tony bennett
1: no question
2: uh clark is going to come back and play the free year uh national champion all acc steady veteran presence and you see the the tweet from virginia basketball our national champion and all acc
1: point guard is back and again everybody's back at virginia Everybody, hey, you don't need to buy a program ad. It's the one school in America where you don't need to buy a program ad. Why? Because what you saw last year in the starting lineup is back in addition to a top 10 recruiting class. And who knows what happens with the transfer portal.
2: Yeah, they got one guy in the portal who's who's in the portal from Virginia. Who knows if they've added, but Virginia looks to be in pretty good shape. No doubt about it. Clark averaged 10 points, four and a half assists in what was his senior year. Now we're going to get the super senior. He's
1: on the Ricky Stokes plan, which means he looks like he's been here for 11 seasons at the University of Virginia, which is great. I'm all for it, as you well know. I am a greedy, greedy college sports fan. I want everybody to stay. I do. Okay. For those of you
2: that Ricky Stokes and his brother Bobby Stokes. Like
1: Othell Wilson was at Virginia for a decade. Othell Wilson and the Stokes brothers were there forever.
2: Yeah. Every school in the ACC, if you're kind of in the age window of market eye, every school has had a player that you think played for that school for 10 years.
1: Yeah, never left.
2: Georgia Tech had Matt Harper. Matt Harper's still there, I believe. He's had a pro career, <laughs> a lengthy
1: television career. And found one additional year for Georgia yeah, Tech and, and, and will be back and, and for and Josh Pastner in 23. And Harvey's coming back to play another year. No, it's funny how there are certain guys, even mm. in football, you pick a sport you're like, God, is that guy still there? Yeah. Or is she still there? Yeah. Man, she's only a junior? Goodness gracious, mm-hmm. she's been there six years. But it, it seems like – Jalen
2: Samuels was that guy at NC State recently. It, it, oh, yeah. Jalen oh. Samuels was at NC State for eight years. No
1: doubt. Everybody's got one. Everybody, everybody's got one. And Kea Clark coming back, I love it. Like I said, I think if you're a Virginia basketball fan, uh, you realize this past year, hey, we got some offensive woes. We have got to figure that out. But man, everybody back, and then you're going to add on on top of that with a really good class. Thank you for Virginia. You're excited about what to, you can see in 22 23.
2: Kea Clark is going to set the UVA record for games played. He's at 128 right now. London Parentis and Mike Toby played in 138 career games. Clark stays healthy. He'll play in 160 or more games.
1: That's crazy. It's great. I love Mm -hmm. it. Again, I am a greedy college sports fan. I want want everybody to chase their dream, but you know what? If in doubt, come on back. By the way, if he
2: starts 25 games, he'll set the record for all-time starts. At the University of Virginia. And he will. Yeah. Knock on wood that he stays out. Uh, so, Virginia's entire starting five is back. So, when we see Tony Bennett at Amelia Island, he'll have no issues.
1: Because well, he's
2: got all five back.
1: That's true. But his issues are they got to get better offensively. Have to.
2: Well, there you go. And they will. Yeah. Uh, one stays, one goes. Uh, Mark Williams has declared for the NBA draft, he is the first of what is projected and expected to be multiple Duke players to declare... For the 2022 NBA draft, seven-one uh, sophomore is regarded as the number 18 pick in the ESPN uh, rankings. Uh, first, he was a finalist for National Defensive Player of the Year. Incredible size, length, all the things you're looking for at the next level to protect the rim.
1: Jay Williams – Jay Billis, all the Dukes gonna be sitting there talking about wingspan next week when the NBA draft <laughs> comes up, whenever that is.
2: There'll be some wingspan. There'll be discussion. some wingspan reference. There will know, be.
1: Listen, when you're when you think you're a first round pick, you gotta go. Right? You no just question. Have to go. You
2: gotta go. It's guaranteed money. Right. You have to go. Gotta Contracts go. are all guaranteed. Would
1: money. have loved to have seen him back for another year at Duke, but I get it. You know, I, if you got a chance to be a first round pick, man, you gotta go chase it. I haven't
2: done the math on this, but Carolina, we talked uh, about the North Carolina situation with Leaky Black. Caleb Love, if Caleb Love stays, Carolina is full. I think one scholarship maybe, but they may be full in terms of the 13. Remember, we joked about Arkansas a couple weeks ago? Yeah, Arkansas's like got 27 guys. 27 guys list. for 13 scholarships, right? Okay, here's the scenario with Duke, and I haven't done the math on Carolina or Duke, but. Remember now, while these guys stay, and that's good, don't get me wrong, or leave, in Duke's situation, we have this recruiting class everybody's talking about, right? And we have these guys that are going pro. Well – is there checks and balances to the back end of the deal? There may be for John Shire. You
1: have to. Right. I mean, eventually that math has to add You can only scholarship up. 13 now. That, sure. that rule's not changing. Yeah, the math has to add up. Right. So, they know what they're doing. I mean, right. Duke's got the number one recruiting class coming in, so John Shire's going to have dudes. But uh, Mark Williams, we wish him the best. We've yeah. had him on the show before. Very nice guy. and, and Great you, kid. You watch the progression of his development, which was out of sight. I thought it yep. was terrific in the NCAA tournament. I know he'd love to have those two free throws back in that last game, but woulda, coulda, shoulda, but he'll be a first-round pick. He's going to make a ton of money and yep. uh, hopefully have a great NBA career. Yep. Um,
2: Katie Meyer, the all-time winningest coach at the University of Miami, has Shun signed a contract on. extension, and congratulations
1: to friend of the show, yep. Katie Meyer. And I uh, look forward to helping Katie with uh, some uh, recruitment when I'm in Italy uh, because I am her international no, recruiting coordinator.
2: This is, this is going to be... I, I'm I'm going to step away from the set at Amelia Allen when, Katie Meyer, and you start well, talking about Italian recruiting.
1: Well, we're going to.
2: Because you're going to talk about, like, Italian recruiting of gelato and no, pastas and red wine. No, 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 no big man. She no, wants no, no, to big know where man. players are.
1: No, no, no. I will find the players. <laughs> I am her international recruiting coordinator. And so remember, we had this conversation about two years ago. Yeah. And she said she had Italy exclusively, which kind of bummed me out. But now that I'm making the trip, knock on wood, mm-hmm. uh, I can help her out. Can okay, I try to help out everybody in the league. Yeah. I'm not, I don't play favorites. I want the league to have great success. So
2: you're just going to be everybody's well, ambassadorial asked, Italian recruiting scout. Well, I
1: asked Katie what she's looking for. Does she need like a two? Does she need a three? <laughs> she needs a big? Great. needs a point guard? So yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll be on the lookout.
2: There you go. At um, least I can
1: do. All right. I'm going to be in Switzerland, so if I can so help the So why not add another country? Well, if though. I can help the Deacs. help the Deeks, <laughs> Yeah, help the Deacs, well, yeah. You heard, So you saw the interview we just had with Kim Llewellyn. I did. Kim was excited. And what did she say? Pack them to help you out. Right? There you go. That's how it works. So it's you're going to get take. some
2: gear, and you're going to be able there to take it with you. There is nobody
1: more ACC than me trying to help everybody out. Nobody. Do you agree with that?
2: You You are very, very... Ambassadorial.
1: Right. I mean, I want the league to be great. Mm-hmm. So if I can help out when I'm over there,
2: at least I can do. At least you can do international in the midst of your activities, all the things you have going on your trip.
1: Uh, that's exactly right.
2: Yeah. Malfi Coast and Switzerland for a day and right. the trains. Right. When we
1: were in, like, for example, when we were in Barcelona, I kept running in all these messy jerseys. I didn't really understand what was going on right. there. Thanks. thought that guy might be able to help us out in soccer. No, He didn't have any eligibility. No, he did up. not.
2: Uh, there is a report that Syracuse has reached a settlement. There's not a report. It's done. Okay. This is,
1: this is last well, it week's Well, says stand. report
2: colon, It's done. Syracuse has reached a settlement with Carrier Global Corporation to end that company's perpetual naming rights of the Orange's football and basketball venue.
1: It will always be the Carrier Dome. No, it won't. No, for me. I no. Mean, when you grow up with it and it stays that way, there are certain places. No, no. It's like this Staples Center in LA. No, no. They can take the name down. You can do all that no, stuff no. you want. It's still the stinking no. Staples Center.
2: No, local technology company JMA Wireless will take over the naming rights Rolls of the right carrier. Off the tongue for it you does, and, and so you know, JMA Wireless, a disruptive force in the wireless industry, uh, restoring U.S. leadership in wireless technology is the new name of the Dome. Is that their their catchphrase? It's right here on the website. Are they Uh, trying to
1: steal that from American Airlines, another disruptive force? No, (laughs) these people are really doing good things. Packer and Durham, disruptive force on (laughs) ACC Network? (laughs) There you have it. Is that accurate? JMA
2: Wireless takes over the naming rights, announcement expected in the coming weeks, according to multiple people with the situation in the report, by the way uh there was also granted uh who a lot announces
1: of people... who announces that they're a disruptive force JMA wireless no does. i heard that part but i mean just think about that a second if you were really a disruptive force do you have to announce hey look at me i'm a disruptive force no you just go do it no Well, of the stupidest things that you have a corporation that's claiming hey look at us we're a disruptive force is that what you're saying Look at me a second. I know. Or you. do
2: you announce you're a disruptive force? I Probably not. It'd be
1: like saying, hey, look at me. Look I'm at a me. jerk. I uh, know. We get it. <laughs> we understand it.
2: We All know right. how it works. By the way, Carrier, and you talk about one of the great bargains in American sports. It will still be the Carrier Dome. Carrier gave the school $2.75 million in 1979 during construction of the building to secure the naming rights For the lifetime of the venue.
1: Would you say this is a Bobby Bonilla deal the carrier had? I mean, it's really kind of reminiscent, isn't it? Unbelievable.
2: What a deal that was. Uh, Representatives for the university carrier and JMA, which is based, by the way, right outside of Syracuse, did not immediately return requests so you can comment. That's why it's a report. Do you think you
1: can handle that when you do a Syracuse game?
2: Yeah, JMA Wireless Dome. Dude, I can say a lot of things. Yeah, but they're not paying you for that. I got you. JMA
1: Wireless Dome. I
2: think that's what. We'll see. We'll talk to John Waldhack. We'll get updated on it. Remember, he told us about this oh, yeah. a year ago. That's hey, right. look, we're going to go through this process, carrier in the university. Here it is. You Congratulations
1: to Syracuse. John Waldhack's one of the smartest dudes on the planet. Yeah. You don't see him walking around talking about, Hey, I'm a disruptive I'm force, I'm a disruptive disruptive force, force in college, college athletics. athletics. That's you don't right. see him doing that. You know why? <laughs> the guy just gets stuff done. That's it. Without being he, a He knows the force. television business. He knows the college yeah. business. You know, you don't have to brag about it. Just go do it. <laughs> we could
2: we, – are you going to welcome John to the show next time as a disruptive force he's in not. college?
1: I know he's not. No, you, you don't ha- – that's my – this has been my point from the get-go. Right, I got you. When you get stuff done, you yeah. don't have to – you do, don't have to beat the drum. Yeah. People kind of know who you are. But when you have to announce who you are, it's kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. right, Disruptive force. Uh
2: Fifteen of the 16 NBA playoff teams, by the way, have an ACC representative.
1: Well, I can tell you who one of the non-playoff teams is. They're three miles right down the street. (laughs) And they are not a disruptive force. Unless it means getting more potato chips on the couch to watch everybody else play Uh, in the NBA playoffs.
2: There's only one team in the NBA playoffs that does not feature an ACC player. That's a bar bet. Top seed in the East the Miami heat.
1: That's your bar bet. For the uh, Drew day.
2: Brooks and the uh, Phoenix suns. However, feature cam Johnson of North Carolina and Chris Paul of wake forest. Would Packer... you say
1: Kyrie Irving is a direct is a disruptive force. Yeah. Would you say he <laughs> I is? I would say yes, uh, yes. The way he salutes yes. the folks up here in Boston. Well, that, yeah. Would okay. you say that's a yeah. disruptive force? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. All right. Before we go to break. <laughs> uh, We congratulate Wake Forest University this morning.
1: Oh, I love this.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a national championship in the ACC. Look at this crew. The 2022 Cross-Examination Debate Association National Championship belongs to the Deeks. I'll tell you what, that is a serious trophy. Check out the, look how the trophies getting lost in that picture. That is a serious trophy.
1: roll we rolling the quad? Yep. That group right there?
2: Cross-examination, debate association, national championship.
1: Can we put that picture up one more time? If you don't mind. Easy, big fella. I'm going to be easy on this. Easy, big fella. Two words. What are the
2: kids doing in the picture? They, they
1: Two words come to mind when I see that crowd right there. Disruptive force.
2: <laughs> well, it's cross-examination. That's what I'm talking about. Congratulations Another to the Deacs. title
1: for the folks in Winston-Salem. Yeah.
2: When we come back, uh, ACC to ACC transfers. Ooh. We got some of those. Sam Brunel has made a move within the league, by the way. Uh, she's not the only one. We got a couple more. Remember yesterday we mentioned Frank Ladson? Remember that? We'll talk about kind of the. Uh, there's Hassan Hall. He'll be a yellow jacket next year. We'll talk about that and more. Packer and Durham continues on a Tuesday in a moment.
1: Packer and Durham. Checked on Otto. He's good. Everybody's upright. We're ready to roll. Heading in the right direction. Is Otto actually
2: close Up. to any buttons or anything? No, no, like no. no, that? no. Yeah, He's that's... good.
1: He's in a good room right just now. Just in case the servers go down? No. He that's is it. on top. Keep an, of an eye it. on the servers. He's on top of it. Oof. Now, everybody thinks, you know, I'll just say something real quick. Everybody sees the basement and they go, it's really amazing. And it is incredible what ESPN built in here. I mean, it really is. In 45 days, it is well, remarkable. It did even longer than that. It took about three months. But nevertheless, well, trust me, I was here for every ounce of it. But what they built in here is incredible. But really, the most amazing thing that ESPN did to the house mm-hmm. is where Otto is in the separate Christmas decoration. You're talking about room. the
2: seven-foot bank
1: uh, of of equipment that keeps this thing afloat. I mean, it is incredible. The wiring and through here. I mean, you what you see is the front of the parade, but really the cool stuff is where Otto is yeah. in the back. Would you agree with that? Yeah.
2: Robert, now Captain Ron handles drone administration over there, paperwork. Robert, the legendary Robert Llewellyn, is over there with his finger on the button. Yeah. He can end it or keep it going. Yeah. (laughs) If we get offline, Robert can Shut it all down. He
1: can. He's also got the buttons to give us all the psycho decorations in the back. Yeah, he does. Like different he can, colors. He can
2: stuff. do that. Yeah, we pay him big money. He just got a brand new contract. See the oh, lights changing? Yeah, yeah. See the lights? Yeah. This is where you know Robert makes a lot of money. We'll have to pay extra for this.
1: Let's get a shot of Robert real
2: quick. No, we don't. We're gonna put Robert get a shot of Robert. There oh, he there he there is. is. Look at him. We got him on camera. There, is. there he is. Yeah, a, yeah, Robert. He's in charge. <laughs> he's got his.
1: Yeah, we don't put any lights
2: over there, though, because Robert is able to look at his dark screen and tell you what's going on. All right, um, we mentioned this going to break. There's this curious thing about interconference transfers. It happened last year, and now I think we're getting ready to see it again. And the ACC went along with some of these other conferences and said, okay, you can do this, right? Freedom of movement for student-athletes. Everybody kind of wanted all this, didn't they? Pack, and now all of a sudden it becomes free agency. Well, I'm not way. sure how you could have stopped it. I don't think you Quite could frankly. have either. That's fair. I
1: mean, we've reached the point now that the student athlete has so much control and power right. that if he or she said, "Hey, listen, you know what? I'm not mm-hmm. happy here at school X, but I love the conference. Or I love this, whatever it is. Right. I want to stay basically in house, if you will, and mm-hmm. move to another league member." You can. And yeah. I, I th- again, I think it's okay. I don't, I don't have a problem with this. Um, I don't. We had. A few in women's basketball. The two that come to mind came
2: from the kind of exodus off the Syracuse women's program, right? Uh, Dinga Stroutmain left Syracuse, went to Georgia Tech. Emily Inksler, of course, left Syracuse. She went to Louisville. Had a great run. Had a great run. Both Mm -hmm. players, by the way, really, really productive seasons for their respective schools. Right. We're starting to see it now happen in women's basketball. Sam Brunel has left Notre Dame. She's going to go to Virginia. Morgan Jones, who was a really good player at Florida State, no question, is going to Louisville. And reportedly, Florida State has uh, – or Bianca Jackson is also leaving Florida State. She's going to Georgia Tech. And there could be one more departure in Tallahassee, um, according to some. We're going to see it happen in football. And we saw it a little bit last year but I think it's going to be a little more pronounced, if you will, this year because Noah Taylor, I think, will have a big role at Carolina on defense. He transferred from Virginia. Frank Ladson, we talked about that yesterday. If Frank Ladson stays healthy, it's a huge weapon for Miami. He left Clemson to go to Miami. And Hassan Hall. Now, Georgia Tech got a commitment over the weekend, a grad transfer, Dylan McDuffie, who ran for a better than 1,000 yards for Buffalo, but Hassan Hall, I gotta believe is going to figure in uh, in the plans of uh, of Coach Long and the people at Georgia Tech offensively this year. too. I would
1: think so. The dude's a talent and uh, he can fly and, and he's I, from Atlanta, right. I mean he's going back home. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know in this day and age of the transfer portal where we've seen a bunch of guys get up, leave and head to another location, another league, another part of the country, you're going to see more and more mm-hmm. of this. I think that the familiarity that you get within a league, uh, relationships you have with players, you go, right. hey, listen, you know what? That would be a good fit for Coach X, Y, or Z, whatever the case may be. So, I'm not surprised by any of this, Wes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that, like I'm with you, I think this number will increase as we move forward. Though, I think okay.
2: we we also have to remember too, because we're emerging from some of the pandemic bonuses here, from eligibility and things like that. You still have these rules that allow the swing on the house. You can go anywhere you want, one school to the next. Free of charge, you don't have to sit out. You're eligible immediately, so on and so forth. Then, if you go again, you're got to sit a year out. Now, remember what you're seeing in some cases, like Charlie Moore, for example. Well, Charlie Moore had a COVID year. He had already used his free portal year, so that's how he ended up three schools, three years: Kansas, Miami, or Kansas to Paul, Miami. The scenario you're seeing now is most of this is uh, some of it is transfer, some of it is COVID. you still got the COVID bonus you can play. You go to another school where you're going to get playing time. You go under the guise of the free year or conventionally, the rules that will stay in place, I think after next year, you go under the normal transfer portal. That's the part. It gets a little confusing because there's actually two categories which these Young people are moving, and in this case, they're moving within the ACC. Now, in the case of Morgan Jones and uh, Bianca those are just transfer portal situations.
1: I think there is a bigger issue, though, than, than transferring within a league. I, I think somebody, which I keep saying NCAA. But oh, you're I, looking for leadership again? Yeah, and that's kind okay. of stupid because they're the non-disruptive force. Right. They don't do anything but sleep. Um, there's got to be a conversation of a date or a period of time in the transfer portal that you're not allowed to go. You, this can't be just a complete free-for-all, 24-7, 365. Right. We serve all. We're, hey, you want to leave? Go ahead and leave. Not, I think eventually you got to have some kind of guardrails and restrictions. And, hey, listen, if you want to get up and leave, you have that right, mm-hmm. but you cannot do it during certain time periods of the year. You've got to give at least the coaches an ability to maintain and have some kind of team. I yep. mean, this cannot just be constantly, hey, i got 35 balls in the air and I'm trying to keep all this stuff afloat. And if one flies, man, all right, got i got to move this. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. Again, I think you can have a win-win proposition for both the student athlete and also the coaches to be able to put together a program. There, there's got to be some restrictions that in the middle of a season – he or she says, ah, I'm out of here. Mm. Wrong. Wrong. You've committed to the team. Yeah. right Now, if it's not working out, get better, whatever the case may be. At the end of your season, if that's the case, hey, there becomes a window that you could transfer wherever you want to go to Team X, Y, or Z, whether it be within the league, outside to another conference, a league member, whatever the case may be. So I just think that that's where the NCAA, or, or whatever our legal force is going to be that regulates all this stuff, Really needs to start doing some work on. All right, how would you handle? And I'm gonna. I'll, Do you agree with that? Or I not? totally agree right.
2: that we need to have certain dates. No doubt about that. Have to. And I would use. You know, you see it in transfer windows and Premier League and soccer across the world, and they have that kind of deal. You have it with the NFL. You have the beginning of free agency and the end of free agency. Right. right? Same in the NBA. Same in baseball. Here's where I would go with this. Let me ask you, how do you handle college football? Let's take college football because it is the preeminent sport for what we talk about nationally at this juncture. If you have a transfer window or a portal window, are you going to start it after the end of the regular season, the final weekend of the year in college football, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, right?
1: You start it on that following Monday? Yes. Okay. You know why? Because you have early signing dates which has now become the signing date in December. That's I, I true. think the earlier a coach can understand, what does my roster look like on Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. the, last, right. the last day, of the, or December 1st. Pick whatever time you want in early December mm-hmm. prior to the signing day. A coach needs to understand, here is what my roster looks like. All right, if I get 10 guys that say, hey, we're getting up and leaving, so be it. Right. Down the road those guys go, but at least gives the coach the opportunity to understand, what do I go after in recruiting? What do I sign? Okay. I mean, there's got to be – you can't just have this thing be any time a guy wants to get up and leave, he leaves. Or she leaves, whatever the sport I don't be. disagree with that. So, okay. Uh, let yes. me Then let me add this. Because it can't be later than that, Wes, because you're out there recruiting if you're a football coach mm-hmm. and a staff. Right. And all of a sudden you think, all right, here's what, my, here's what my unit looks like at the end of a season. Here's what we're bringing in on National Signing Day two weeks after the season ends. I think we're in good shape. Then all of a sudden you find out, oops. Okay. I
2: just lost so, fifteen guys. Right. But what happens when you open that window, right? Guys leave between December one and say the end of December or whenever the second semester starts, some amicable date. There's about a month long transfer window open, right? For the portal. Sure. Okay. So then it closes. You start the spring semester. Now we're not gonna have as many guys, I don't think in the portal in the next three weeks. But there's still going to be some guys. I mean, Ches Malusi left Clemson and went to Wisconsin yeah, last year. there were year. guys yesterday transferring left and right. So how do you then handle post-spring? so you just pick a date. Some cat. I, well, you're going to have two then. Right. Okay. But then when that shuts, okay.
1: may one to – June one, when that one shuts, that's it. I agree. Yes, and here's the deal: it puts a a responsibility on the student athlete that hey, if you're not happy, he or she, you are allowed to get up and go. But here is when you need to really have a handle on your situation. It can't just be oh man, the coach doesn't like me; they're not going to play. I'm out of here. Well, you can like in week
2: five, which is a problem, right? And that is
1: just nonsense. And you wonder why there's thousands of student-athletes without a landing spot. Oh, that's the real issue. And I keep saying that that is the story that nobody is talking about. That's exactly about. right. We're all worried about, hey, who just announced K.A. Clark's coming back, Mark Williams is leaving. What, you know? Great, but the bigger story to me is all the student-athletes have decided, hey, I'm turning my back on school X, any free education, hoping that there's a landing spot when all of a sudden you find out there's hundreds upon hundreds of, That have nowhere to go.
2: Well, and here's the other part that has become kind of part of the portal process. If somebody jumps in the portal, there is already a built-in thought that he or she knows where she's going. Okay? Or at least they've got some degree of understanding of the implications. That's not the case, though. Because some of these kids are getting into the portal and walking. Again, always remember, when they get into the portal, they are essentially giving their current school the authority to reassign their scholarship for the next semester, not the next year. Okay? So when those kids get in the portal, they are essentially walking off from the full grant aid, if that's what it is, and they're moving on. Well, if they get into the portal just to look around, getting into the portal to look around can be a real problem. Because if you don't have any kind of directive or any kind of understanding of what you're doing, you're going to not only find yourself in no man's land, you're going to find yourself without an education. And that's exactly what you're talking
1: about. That's my point. And, And that story really has not been told. At all. And it's amazing. I'm stunned by it, to be honest with you, because we keep wasting time. Not wasting time, but we keep spending time talking about who just left or who's in the portal. We don't talk about who has not found a home. And that is the real sad part of this story. The number of football players that didn't find a home last year was staggering. Unbelievable. And And the basketball, remember... And forget about playing the game. How about getting an education? That's the bottom. That is the missing piece of the equation. When we come back, uh, we visited with Kim Llewellyn yesterday.
2: And she's fantastic. And, of course, a terrific coach. Wakes the women's golf champion of the ACC. And now they're getting ready for regionals and the national championship. But, meanwhile, she's got a lot of uh, talented players and they got to kind of refine a schedule. You'll hear her talk about it next on Packer and Durham.
0: Packer and Durham.
1: Packer and Durham on a Tuesday, 844-SAY-ACCN, the number. We'll talk to Bruce Hepler, Georgia Tech's men's coach, at the tail end of the program, but yesterday, Wes, we talked to the ACC Women's Championship coach.
2: Kim Llewellyn and Wake Forest winning the crown again, and they had a heck of a final against Florida State. In fact, as Kim tells us, in case you missed it, they were down in the front nine and had to rally at Polly's Island.
0: I'll tell you, after that, that front nine, our, I think our emotions were a little bit like this, and um, we just kept doing our job. And I'll tell you what, those young ladies – they, they played that back nine. Uh, incredible. I mean, you, you probably know we had a hole in one, the first hole in one Mimi Rhodes has ever had um, to win that hole. And then we made some long putts coming in to clinch some points that we really needed um, to take that win.
1: Kim, I tell you what—the old 18th hole was awfully nice to you yesterday, wasn't it? I mean, big time.
0: <laughs> it was. It was for for Rachel Keane. She eagled it the day before, and she eagled it yesterday to take the win. So um, that was helpful. And then Lauren Walsh making a 51-foot putt to clinch her point. Um, and I think uh, you know that that was the uh, the highlight of the of that of the day, just because of the the timing of it. Um, we needed that. Mimi Rhodes. Um, Was in the fairway in in good shape, but had just lost a hole, but she was still one up. But um, for for Lauren Walsh to make that putt and clinch that was an exciting moment in Wake Forest history right there.
2: Okay, Kim, we know how talented Rachel is. We know about the amateur accomplishments, things like that. Lauren Walsh stepping forward, Mimi Rhodes stepping forward. I know, I know just enough about college golf to know when a coach can roll off confidence in three, even four, because Varun Pat obviously beat Beatrice Wallen, which was terrific. Right. Uh, or Wallen. we've now come to Waleen. find out. Thank you, Beatrice yeah, Wallen. Um, so when you can roll off three, four names, you've got to feel really good about where you are as a team in an individual uh, sport.
0: Very, very much. So You know what this team has is depth. So you'll see six players there. We actually have um, six uh, traveling with us because you can substitute now in championships. And all six have very, very good scoring averages. All of them you could go put in and put in match play. We actually trained and had and matches before we left with all six. And all six at some point were winning matches. So um, we're fortunate to have that depth. And any one of them um, can come up and, and compete against anyone. Uh, so that's, that's nice to have in your back
2: pocket. Here's the other concept. And this is one Mark and I found ourselves in this conversation a little bit with certain sports, and I'm going to use women's golf here. And and I love your insight. You and Duke have been one, a one B take your pick the last handful of years here. But at the same time, we know how good Florida state's been. We know how good some of these other schools have gotten, has your successes led to a deeper ACC? We're seeing it in softball. We've seen it in some of the other spring sports. We're seeing a resurgence, I think, with baseball in the ACC. We can talk about it in the winter. We can certainly talk about it with lacrosse and other sports. What's it meant in women's golf now in terms of depth of the league from a competitive standpoint in your eyes?
0: I would agree. You know, I was fortunate before here to to, to coach at the University of Virginia as well. And so – have been able to, to, to be within the ACC for a long period of time. Uh, and, and Duke, um, you know, they've won some national championships and, and they were always the ones sort of to beat. And I think now that you're, you're starting to see that there are a lot more ACC schools, you've got Wake Forest and uh, Virginia and Florida State and Virginia Tech. Um, Clemson has been in there too. They're, they're always right there and coming um and 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 having f- great finishes not only in the ACC championship but in regional play and NCAA play. So the stronger I almost consider Wake Forest um, excuse me I almost the ACC is a golf conference a very strong golf, golf conference there's wonder that we've won a lot of national championships as a conference we've runner it up in championships a lot of final fours and a lot of final eight so, Um, This is a golf conference, and it gets deeper and deeper as the years go
1: on. Kim, I'm curious as a coach, uh, when you go recruiting, Mm -hmm. the the difference of the quality of play when you go watch (laughs) high school golf or, you know, junior golf associations or wherever you happen to be going to to catch the next talent, what do you see now about women golfers as opposed Mm -hmm. to five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever the case may be?
0: Huge difference. It's interesting. You know, I've been coaching 20 years now, and to see what the difference is then and now. Um, I actually, it's, it's funny that you say that. I actually go to LPGA events now, yes, to watch former players, but to also watch what the standard is, because the standard has changed so much over the years. The, the women players at all levels are better ball strikers they're fitter, their equipment is set up for them, they're emotionally just um, and, and, and mentally strong. And so you're seeing this funneling down in college and in high school. So, what I was looking for 20 years ago is a lot different than what I'm looking for now. And so, you have to, as a coach, have an eye for how that standard keeps improving. And I think in women's sports, you know, thankful for for the coverage that the ACC does and now that the Golf Channel does for NCAA championships and now what Augusta National, uh, you know, with their coverage, our sport keeps growing and growing. So we now have more women involved and we have more competition. And you're just starting to see our sport really grow and um, a lot more players, but a lot more players that are very, very, very good and strong athletes. So it's quite impressive to see the difference. And, again, as a coach, you have to keep your eyes sharp because you don't want to fall um, back to maybe what I was looking for 20 years ago because right now I'm looking for somebody that can compete um, at a high level that's going to go to Palos Verdes like Rachel Keene and play against LPGA players on her off week. Hmm.
2: I, the the world of women's golf and the world of women's sports in particular, and we've been fortunate here, we talk field hockey, soccer, softball, all those things. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Women's golf is on a rocket ship with them. It's crazy. I mean,
1: along with rowing.
2: <laughs> along with rowing. Yes, you're right.
1: Uh, I'm, it was great to hear her answer the question mm-hmm. regarding recruiting. I'm going to ask Bruce Hepler the same question when it comes to, to boys playing golf. High school golf. Because mm-hmm. it is light years different from five years ago, much less 100 years ago when I was teeing it up. With Came wooden, storming out of Davie County With High a school. wooden shaft oh, and a weren't. feathered ball. You weren't. But it's incredible. You it. When you go watch junior golf, mm-hmm. men's or women's, it doesn't matter. They can all hit it. Oh, my gosh. They pound it. I mean, it's amazing to watch yep. kids play golf. And I just, and I laugh and I think about, man, they would have beaten me by 100 shots, mm-hmm. right? It's incredible. I mean, forget the physicality part of it, but technology, the whole thing, the, the teaching, 24 yeah. uh, 7, 365. It's really impressive. Um, it is, to me, women's
2: sports is certainly on the ascent. We've talked about that. But when you see, like, a Rachel Keane, Amelia Migliaccio, who's joined us before. Uh, Beatrice Walleen at Florida State. The really high level. Uh, remember when we have Jennifer Cupcho in the old ACC sure. Central? Yeah. Those type of players?
1: They're pros. <laughs> I mean, seriously. They, they, they're
2: like big league college players who should be pros.
1: Well, I mean, they conduct themselves like they're already professionals. And it's really cool to see, to be right. honest with you, because its they've just – you, you almost have to pinch yourself sometimes and go, you know, they're only 20 years old. Yeah. And they act like they're 30 year old vets mm-hmm. of uh, the LPGA or the PGA Tour, whatever the case may be. It's amazing right. how good the players are. No question.
2: Uh, when we come back, 8 o'clock hour, uh, Meredith Slaw is going to be here from Virginia Tech, Gabrielle Leone from uh, Louisville. But the Commonwealth Clash. Speaking of Meredith and softball, Virginia and Virginia Tech, how's it going? Check in on that next. Packer and Durham on ACCN. Good morning.
0: Thank you for listening to the Packer and Durham podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.